0: Hello and welcome to Up Close and Classical. I'm Philip Lindberg. Let me start by saying I hope you are well and staying safe. Because it's so easy to get bogged down in our own feelings, particularly around self-isolation, loneliness, I thought it might be nice to take a break from ourselves and focus on someone else who may be the ultimate kind of self-isolationist loner. Now, I wanted to focus on two pieces. Beethoven's Second Symphony, which was just performed by the Symphony of the Redwoods in 2018 and Coriolan Overture, which was on the 2019-2020 season with the Ukiah Symphony Orchestra. These pieces are composed within five years of each other, and they both show signs of Beethoven's shifting styles from the classicism of his first period to a more elaborate, daring, kind of deeply personal second period that would continue to develop for another decade into Beethoven's later period, his intensely philosophical and innovative third period. By 1802, early 1803, the year he finished his second symphony, Beethoven had written an enormous amount of music. Remember, he was 32 years old. He had written two cello sonatas, Two symphonies. Three piano concertos. Six string quartets. Nine violin sonatas. Twenty-one piano sonatas. plus a mass, about a dozen songs, and an enormous amount of chamber music. 1802 was quite a significant year for this young pianist-composer. He had been in Vienna now for 10 years, performing his own pieces, performing other people's pieces, astounding audiences with his improvisations, making a name for himself as a an up-and-coming kind of unusual composer. His music was often referred to as bizarre, uh, and some of his music was bizarre at the time, but some of his music is still bizarre. Beethoven's uh, kind of preeminent piano student, Carl Czerny, who became a composer in his own right and known for uh, publishing a lot of kind of piano exercises, uh, methodologies. Uh, Anyway, Carl Czerny wrote about Beethoven telling uh, what he called an intimate friend around 1801, I am far from satisfied with my past works, from today onwards, I will turn over a new leaf. It's like Beethoven is is looking into this endless primordial soup in his mind full of ideas and motives and uh, processes. What he wants to do with the music and... It's like he's reaching in and knows that he's going to have to reach even deeper to find what he's really after. Beethoven also spent the summer of 1802 in Heiligenstadt, by recommendation of his doctor, Heiligenstadt sits just at the north end of Vienna, and in 1802 would have been quite removed, quiet enough from the noise and bustle of city life where Beethoven's doctor thought he could spend some time recovering. It was here Beethoven penned what is essentially a suicide note to his two brothers. In this Heiligenstadt testament, Beethoven says things like, He had to live in exile, or he knew from an early age that he needed to isolate himself and spend his life in solitude, or he was seized with burning terror or something like that when passing by a conversation that he thought he may be invited to join. It's the second period of Beethoven's career where we start to really get a sense of the loneliness he was expressing through his music, places like the Tempest Sonata. the second movement of the fourth piano concerto. There's a kind of a dialogue there between a single speaker and us as the listeners, and it's very direct. These are some of the moments in Beethoven's music that point to his changing in styles. this period at the beginning of the 19th century 1800 1802 even into 1803 that's when we really start to see some significant change where we label this his middle period I want to read a passage to you from Beethoven's Heiligenstadt Testament. He says, But what a humiliation when someone standing next to me heard a flute in the distance, and I heard nothing. Or when someone heard the shepherds sing, and again, I heard nothing. Such occurrences brought me to the verge of despair. I might easily have put an end to my life. Only one thing, art held me back. Oh, it seemed impossible to me to leave this world before I had produced all that I felt capable of producing. And so I prolonged this wretched existence, truly wretched, because I am cursed with a body so irritable that a somewhat sudden change can plunge me from the best into the worst of states. In addition to this increasing isolation, which continues to creep into Beethoven's music during this uh, middle period decade before his last later period, we see Beethoven's obsession with small ideas, little motives, musical motives. Short little uh, themes start to replace what would traditionally have been a melody. Uh, so he starts to use short, simple motives and he weaves them through the piece in these constantly developing forms. Even to those who may not be familiar with Beethoven's music, at least by name, some of these middle period pieces with which Beethoven experiments in terms of this idea of motivic development are very familiar and recognizable. So we'll listen to a few excerpts and keep in mind, instead of a song like melody as the beginning theme of a piece. Now Beethoven is experimenting with a small kind of cell of information, a few notes put together in a very intentional way to create this kind of a small world brimming with big possibilities. There is also a need, it seems, for Beethoven to use exact repetition in this period, and this is really exemplified through some of the Coriolan Overture. The idea of repetition is not new or unusual at all, Um, but the way Beethoven approaches this through the Coriolan Overture is very pedantic. He repeats things exactly, without variation, back to back with other exact repetitions. So often in a piece of music you hear a repetition and then it goes on to something else, maybe followed by a sequence or a little scalar passage. And just to show you what I mean, here's an excerpt from the Coriolan Overture. So Coriolan was written in 1807, and this is significant to us mainly because this was the same year that Beethoven also wrote his fifth and sixth symphonies. The fifth symphony is really known as one of the pieces that kind of set the stage for this infatuation with extrapolating an entire movement or even multi-movement work, like a symphony or a sonata, from this germ, this idea of a few notes or gestures, something that started as ba-ba-ba-bum, then turns into ya da and this continues to build and build and become more frantic and busy, where a whole group of instruments is doing some version of ba-ba-ba-bum. talk about motives and compositional exploration is, of course, not to say Beethoven didn't write beautiful melodies and intensely emotional music during his middle period years. His sense of solitude and distance from living in the real world only increased throughout his life. And in all of his music, whether it be orchestral music, chamber music, piano music, or a combination of different musical settings or genres, that personal connection that makes you feel like Beethoven is telling you directly about his life never goes away. As he struggled with his rapidly deteriorating hearing from the beginning of his middle period, he was still able to write music like this. This show is produced in partnership with Symphony of the Redwoods and the Ukiah Symphony Orchestra. Please consider supporting orchestral music in Mendocino County by visiting symphonyoftheredwoods.org and ukiahsymphony.org, as well as our social media pages, including Facebook and Instagram. Please join me next month for another episode of Up Close and Classical. Until then, keep it classy and classical, Mendocino. See you next time.